Have you ever considered having another child? Hi, my name is Felice Gerwitz, and One More Child is my story of personal growth and a journey of faith. In this book, I share snippets of my life and the reasons for the choices I made early on in marriage to limit our family size. However, the Lord had other plans, and eventually we made a decision to have more children, and this changed my life forever. I invite you to read One More Child, which is available on Amazon in print and Kindle. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. Today we are going to discuss, Are You Worthy of Blessings? This is episode 93, and you can find the show notes at a few minutes with God podcast.com. I want to thank our sponsor, Media Angels, and the book One More Child. You can download a free chapter at MediaAngels.com. You know, blessings come to us in different ways, and in this episode, we're going to look at blessings that we receive as well as the cost. In the book of Revelations 5.12, we read the phrase that many of us are familiar with, and that is, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches, wisdom and strength, honor and glory and blessings. I don't think any of us would argue that Christ is worthy of these blessings. He suffered and died to bring us salvation, and the sacrifice has withstood the test of time. The Holy Bible is the most read book in the world. But who do we consider worthy of blessings in today's world? Is it someone who has accumulated wealth, someone who is famous, or someone we admire for something great they've accomplished? Well, as a Christian, we know that worthiness is more than that. Worthiness is in the eye of those who consider it important. Yet in the time after the resurrection, we learn that worthiness meant something totally different. Worthiness had a cost and a price That went along with it. Being a follower of Christ meant that there were going to be hardships, that people were going to be persecuted. I remember being in college and having a friend ask me if I was saved, and she led me through a salvation prayer. And as a Catholic, I read the prayer and I thought, wow, I already believe this and it sounds wonderful, so I'll pray it with her. And I did. And I remember looking at her life before I did that and thinking, I don't know, you know, I believe in God and I love God, but I don't know if I want to be as gung-ho Christian as this girl is, because everything that could go wrong, possibly go wrong, went wrong. You know, she was going to be, uh, um, she was pre-med and she said, looking in the microscope at all the little squiggly, you know, microscopic organisms made her queasy and she felt like she was going to be sick. And she finally got a car that her dad gave her and you know, two days later, she totaled it. I mean, everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong in her life. And I thought, wow, if this is what it's like to be a Christian, 
not really understanding what Christianity meant. It wasn't that she was being persecuted because of her beliefs, although she was one of these joyous people that always took things and said, you know, praise God, he has a better plan. You know, maybe I shouldn't have been driving the car, you know, so fast, or thank God that I wasn't hurt, you know, she, and thank God no one else was hurt. So she always saw the good in things. Yet being a Christian, you know, we know that we do have God's protection and his blessings and his grace, but at times we will be persecuted for what we believe, and we see that so much now. Peter denied Jesus three times. He was a man that walked with the Lord for many years, who watched him teach, perform miracles, and ate at the table with him. Yet this was also the man that did something dishonorable, and he was even warned about it by the Lord. But when he was forgiven, he became a changed man. We read about that after the resurrection. The apostles, you know, they were lost. They didn't know what to do. You know, their their Savior, Jesus, had died. And so they went back to their old way of life. And while fishing, they noticed a man on the shore. And the man asked if they caught any fish, and they said no. So he instructed them to throw down their nets yet again. And that's similar to when he first called them into ministry, when he first asked them to be his apostles. And these men had fished all night, and when morning came, they were asked by Jesus in John 21, 1 through 7, Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? And they answered him, no. And he said, cast the nets on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast and they were able to draw it out. They were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Therefore, the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. And that disciple is said to be John. Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it and plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from land, dragging the net with fish. Then as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals there and fish laid on it and bread. And Jesus said, bring some of the fish you have just caught. Simon Peter went and dragged the net to the land full of large fish, 153. And although there were so many, the net was not broken. Isn't that similar to what we read at the beginning of their ministry as well? Jesus said, come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then came, took the bread, gave it to them, and likewise the fish. And then Jesus asked Peter and restored Peter um, and forgave him. This is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. And when they'd eaten, Jesus said, Simon Peter, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said, feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And he said, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said, Tend my sheep. And he said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And Peter was grieved because he had said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to the Lord, You know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, Feed my sheep. 
Friends, Peter became a new man. He was forgiven. We have hope, friends, but with this hope comes the fear, and we feel it today. Unborn babies are in more danger than before with new laws being enacted. Believers who stand up for the rights of the unborn are ridiculed and condemned. Just the other day, a lawnmaker did a live stream video of him harassing a lady praying at the sidewalk of an abortion clinic. She was praying for the unborn baby who was about to lose his or her life. And this man was calling her horrible things, videotaping it and putting it on the internet and telling her how evil she was. If we stand for the truth, friends, the, you know, we stand for the Lord, you will be worthy of blessings, but it comes with a price. And we have to fight back, friends. We have to be united. When the apostles began to do as Jesus asked, they were harassed. It meant that if you preached in the name of the Lord, you know, we're harassed. And here, at the time of the apostles, they were put to death and they were condemned and they were beaten. We can read about it in Acts 5, 20 through 41. Because the apostles were captured for preaching, and when the guards went to find them, they found that the jail was still locked and the men were preaching in the crowds. And they were told to stop, and Peter said, We must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed, by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things. So is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. So a Pharisee spoke to the Sanhedrin, and he warned them not to be too harsh on the apostles, or there would be an uprising from the people. And so they ended up flogging them, and then ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let him go. And what did the apostles say? The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. They rejoiced because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Are we worthy of blessings? Yes, if we are willing to pay the price. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, you are worthy of all praise, all glory, and all honor. I thank you, Lord, for what you have done for me in my life. I love you, Lord, and I ask you to help me in my faith journey. Show me the ways you want me to feed your lambs and tend your sheep. Help me in my process of worthiness, and I ask that you walk along beside me each and every day. Make my path straight and righteous, Lord. I ask, Lord, that you hear my prayers for the following people and their needs. I praise you, my God, that you hear all of my prayers and answer them as I need them to be answered. And I pray this in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, a few minutes with God.com, and your podcast page on a few minutes with God podcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.